What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go, go, go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. You already know the vibes. You know who I'm with. Shout out Carter. Shout out Jacqueline, which I got going on. Not much, man. Just happy to be here again, man. Loving these episodes, loving being transparent. And I think we need to show a little bit more of our personality. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a take a lead on that today. Okay. All right. We, we, <laughs> that we was the head to, too. We, we, we excited to see what that looks like. Oh, man. So Jacqueline, you already know that we're relying on you to let us know what are we discussing today. Hey, guys, I'm over here. I'm just staying positive. Okay. Got my positivity water. I'm ready to kick us off. I love what we've been building. I love the community that we've been building. It's been amazing, honestly, to hear the stories, the success stories. A lot of what people just need is encouragement and empowerment Mm -hmm. to do what it is that they want to do. So I don't know who encouraged these superstars to be as fabulous as they are, but we're (laughs) going to talk about how you can not stay in your lane, how you can build a multi-million dollar business and how you can successfully build multiple streams of income. Billion. Billionaire. Hey, I want to take Shout a out moment. <laughs> I, want, I want to take a moment. Shout out Jacqueline, because me and George should show up. She actually <laughs> plans these great topics that we're going to discuss today. So this topic of not staying in your lane, when I saw this, I was like, yo, like Jacqueline really knows what people want to hear. So we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Let's tap in. Let's tap in. So, you know, the thing about this topic is, you know, we're the Melanin Money Show, right? So we understand implicitly that some of what we talk about is going to intersect with, you know, people of color, which inherently is going to intersect with culture, right? Because we are the culture if we keep it in the buck, right? And so we thought, what better way to have a topic where we can kind of dissect and dive into the value of not staying in your lane, right? So on our last episode, if you tuned in, we talked about college and, you know, college is all about staying in your lane. You know, go to school for one thing, get a good job, stay at that job for as long as humanly possible, get a pension, retire at 65 when you're old, dusty and all that good shit and um, stay in your lane. Right. But what we want to talk about, <laughs> what we want to talk about today is the value in not staying in your lane. So um, I'm sure we're going to chime on a bunch of different folks, but I mean, I think three, three of the ones that we highlighted was Rihanna, Jay-Z and Kanye and just how they all started in a certain place with a certain expertise. And ultimately that blossomed into the billionaire status that we all know and love uh, that they've been able to achieve. So uh, Jacqueline, which one, who do you want to dissect first? Hmm. Let's let's let Carter choose. Well, before well, we, we say Carter, we got to do Sean Carter. <laughs> you know yeah, we, 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 let's start Jay-Z. But before we go there, like all of them are billionaires. Each and every one of them are billionaires. So again, I saw the meme of uh, run this town tonight. It just hits different. It's knowing different. that all three of them are billionaires. So 
Um, I, I'll say we start about I'll say we start with Sean Carter because he was the first, I think. And yeah, he's, he's the first. OG. He's the OG. He's the OG. So, like, and you know, and so we jokingly like well, I say jokingly, but I'm a visionary, and nothing I do is on nothing I do is an accident. There's never never been anything that you've ever seen me do. You might have thought it was a coincidence. You might have thought it, no. Everything I do has a purpose and it has intention, even if I don't know. It, right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I sent I sent the team, team being us three, um, a, a, a mocked up picture, and Carter reshared it on Instagram as well uh, of Jay, Rihanna, and Kanye. Um, they were all together in the picture, and I, and I sent us like, "Yo, we next." You know, what I'm saying we next out here. But my my point of saying that is. You know, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. As a matter of fact, so y'all don't think I'm bluffing bullshit. I can't, I can't do it right now. But over there in my corner of my office, I have every Jay-Z CD un- unopened, including the unplugged albums right over there. So I'm a huge fan of Jay-Z. And so if we're going to start with him and dissecting Jay, you know, let's just look at it, right? So first and foremost, and he would say this, right? Like Jay-Z, you know, started his career, I think 26 is young, but it gets in hip hop and entertainment, that's kind of when he got his spark was like around 26, right? And it's by, by all accounts, that's old in entertainment, right? So he got to start then. And then at that point, you know, he was in music, had already made some money outside of music, you know, doing some other economics we're not going to talk about. Uh, he's passed the statute of limitations, but it's all good. Um, and so he started out doing that. And then he was one of the first to venture into the lane of like fashion and apparel. Right. And so it's like, man, okay, who's this kid just rapping, dropping bars, dropping CDs, dropping, you know, all that good stuff. And now he has rock, rock aware. Right. So, you know, started transitioning to that, but you best believe at that, at that point in his career, people were questioning what he was doing. Like almost like LeBron now shut up and dribble. Right. It's like, bro, you're a rapper. What are you doing? Right. So he had, he had the merch. We say merch now. March wasn't. We didn't call it merch back then, right? He had Rockaware. Um, then he ventured into. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on my timeline, but I think spirits, like alcohol, on some level, was like next somewhere on the timeline, right? And then he, now he had, he had his own uh, label, right? He had his, own, had his label. own label, right? Had his own label, and then the spirits, yeah, gotcha. right? And the spirits, and then I mean, we, we probably aren't going to do the actual timeline justice, but the reality is, from the from rapper to now, we got multiple spirits companies. We got the crazy title deal that he did. He recently sold the majority share of that to come up on a bag. Recently show, sold a big stake in the, the liquor brand. Um, cannabis company now. I mean, the list goes on, right? We could obviously roll out the credentials. He owned a piece of the, the Knicks, too. I mean, the Nets. He owned a piece of the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these different pieces, right? And, 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 you know, from the college world, from the traditional world, they would tell you, you're doing too much, right? You got a lot going on. You're gonna stay cloud, in stay in your lane. You're gonna cloud like your, you know, the your the market. People are gonna know who you are and what you do, right? But by not staying in his lane, that catapulted him to billionaire status with a B by not staying in his lane. And the reason why this is so important is because so many people on the internet will tell you, you know, the same thing. It's like, stay in your lane. Like, why are you doing this? You, you, you talk about fashion. You talking about this, you talking about that. Now, again, what I will say, let me, let me caveat this because I don't want to go off a deep end. Let me caveat this by saying, he didn't start talking about that other stuff until he was already a millionaire. Boom. That's why I was So he didn't start talking about and pivoting and diversifying until he was a millionaire. Y'all heard me say this quote before, but wealth is made through concentration. It's preserved through diversification. Hey, I never heard you say that. He said again. Wealth is made through concentration. It's preserved through diversification, right? So I want to give 
give actually Carter and Jacqueline credit to this, right? So many of y'all might not know, but Jacqueline has had a very successful Airbnb business. Many of y'all might not know, but Jacqueline has owned real estate, right? Y'all might know her as a CFP financial advisor, but like she's just a lot of things behind the scenes that, that y'all don't know that she's done, right? Because from a concentration perspective, in terms of what she wants the marketplace to know her primary value for, that's all she's spoken about. Let's talk about Carter, right? Carter owns a multifamily property in Chicago, right? Carter has had a successful uh, in the Turo business, right? I know my people, right? I know who, I, I, y'all wouldn't be here if I didn't know who the hell y'all Turo helped me quit the job, bro. That's what got me yeah. started. So yeah. You know what I'm saying? So successful Turo, all these things. But they, I mean, you might see a little drip, a little sprinkle here and there, but by and large, y'all don't really know much about it, right? And that's because wealth is made through concentration and preserved through diversification, right? So it's like, the first thing you want to do is you want to blow up, make, keep the main thing, the main thing. So that's the number one lesson. Yes, we want to talk about all these things that they did and that they're doing now. But there was like from 2005 or 2006 until 2017, Rihanna didn't talk about nothing but music. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, it's Fenty now. Yes, it's all that now. Lingerie, makeup, uh, perfume. But she didn't talk about nothing else from 2005 or 2007 until 2017. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's, let's understand the context. Everything, context matters. We're going to talk about how it's important to venture out and branch out and do these other things. But seven streams ain't going to make you seven figures, right? Make your seven and then start pivoting, then start diversifying, right? We look at Bezos, we look at Zuckerberg, we look at Elon, 70 plus percent of their wealth is tied up into the business that they own, 70 plus percent, right? Then they started diversifying because you want to master and refine your genius. I want to give Carter even more credit. Like every time he shows up, there's so many different variations, so many different branches of the tree that you can talk about, you know, how to um, master taxes as a trader, how to master taxes in real estate, how to master taxes in Airbnb. Like, so get really, really good at squeezing the life out of the main thing. And once you're a household name, you know, once it's almost like Kleenex. Kleenex is a brand. It's not tissue. But when we sit down, I need a Kleenex because they became a household name. Become a household name, right? And then start talking about the other stuff. Now, here's the caveat. You can do some of the other stuff behind the scenes as long as it's not interfering with your main thing. But try your hardest to not like bring that to the forefront so that you can be known for something. And let's, let's talk about it. Jay-Z never fell off. And this, so in, in this whole time, right, Jay-Z had all of these ventures, right? And he also never really fell off the rabbit. He always kept was first front of mind, right? Everything <laughs> else in the back end is great because if you protect your brand and what you're best at, you're always going to be seeing the public as a reputable source. But don't forget what got you here, right? Mm-hmm. It's also okay to go into other ventures. So, Jacqueline, what, what do you have to say about, you know, just the whole how Jay-Z mastered staying on, on the top of mind and what he was known for, but also like you're doing, silently pivoting and making his money work in other ways. I say that I agree with you entirely. Like, hey, you know, start here and keep what it is that you want to really do at the forefront. But also, I feel like you guys missed out a very, very valuable point, And that is the lady by his side. Y'all missed out Beyonce. Like, you have to go there. That's the other B. That's the other B. <laughs> other B. It's two very important Bs. We messed up. We right. missed one. Yeah. How could you leave her out? Okay. They're so in sync that I, I don't know how this it really came about. Like, does anybody really know about Beyonce's mysteries? Right. But we do know that they were married on April 4th. 
Four mm-hmm. is their favorite number. So it's the fourth month of the year, the fourth day. Like that's how in sync they are. So yes, his net worth is what? Almost triple hers, actually. I think her net worth is like 500 million. Now that's still a little bit higher now with the uh, after the Uber went IPO. Yeah. yeah, it should be, but it's still a little bit lower. But either way, y'all are right. Still enough money. <laughs> uh, Pew Research, by the way, says that you need to make $70,000 a year to be happy. So uh, they're way beyond happy. <laughs> but- <laughs> they're ecstatic. Yeah. Well, here's the stat. Here's a stat. So in 2000, let's look at, let's look at, let's track Jay-Z's net worth, right? Oh, you got it up? Let's track it. So while you're looking at it, that's yeah. the point that I'm trying to make is surrounding yourself with people who are on the same mission as you. Obviously, mm-hmm. Beyonce has been on a mission to be the best and arguably is there at the top. So I think that you can't, you can't miss out on that point. Yeah. So Jay-Z's net worth. Now, y'all forgive me for all of y'all like fact checkers. Yeah. I'm, I'm, looking right at this in, I'm looking at this in real time. Yeah. But Jay-Z's net worth was south of, of 300 million um, when him and Beyonce got together. Right. Yeah. South of 300 million. So I, now here's the thing. Now, I don't know how much she contributed from 300 million to 1.4 billion. Yeah. But all I, all I know is that there was a, a, an extreme uptick. In that now, you know, there's there's a lot of value in that, right? We can't we can't negate the fact, like Jacqueline said, that having the right people in your corner on the last podcast, we talked about a little bit about um being in the right room and being, you know, there's no, there's no other room, you know, that you're gonna be in more frequently awesome. than the one with your spouse, right? Awesome. So, like yes, you know, the analogy I always like to use when it comes to like finding the right life partners like this. If anybody plays sports growing up, you play AAU, you play whatever, and you have that that kid that you play with for so many years, right? That you get to the point where like, you know, you can just make eye contact. You already know the door. You already already know, like, I'm going to do the no look pass. I'm going to do the alley because y'all on the same team and y'all been playing together. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it is when you find, you know, the right uh, life partner. You know what I'm saying? So like, she's there to compliment. And then when you have the vulnerability, here's what I did. And this, I shocked myself. This is how I knew I was going to marry my wife. It shocked myself. We hadn't even been together that long. and But I had a feeling that it was going to like move in the right direction. I started telling her how to peep my bullshit, right? And what I mean by that is I knew that if I was going to be with her, I wanted her to be able to identify my own blind spots that would that would potentially jeopardize my trajectory because if i'm if i'm so good at articulating and hiding you know like like what it is i want you to see then that's actually a hindrance to me being able to accelerate my growth you know what i'm saying and so i was i was like yo i'm like, i'm going to keep it above remember i did that that one time this way you didn't even see it coming but like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i peed in your face and told you it was raining yeah. you know what i'm saying like, um, it's a figure of speech yeah, you know what i'm saying but but i said but I said that because I was like, look, if I'm gonna have somebody on my team, it's, let's go back to the analogy. If they're gonna be on your team, you want you want them to know like when he looks like this, when he feels like like I know how to support and show up for that person, right? And so I wanted to make sure that my team, my you know my teammate knew exactly what that looked like. And so to your point, Jacqueline, I think that's a hundred percent important that we acknowledge the power of having that that right person or those right, even if you're not married, the right people around you in your circle. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And I think that's so very important. And like Jay-Z and Beyonce got that. But the other two people, I don't think they got spouses that are supporting them in becoming billionaires, right? Well, I mean, Kanye, let's, 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 let's go in order. So Jay-Z was first, Kanye was second, Rihanna was third. So let's hit on Kanye for a second. Um, that spousal situation is a little bit different. So I don't know if we want to touch that. But what I will say is this. 
Kaye was even I thought he was crazy when he launched <laughs> yeah. the Easy Brand because again I didn't believe in it. Like you know, I was like, when he launched the Easy Brand, I'm like, that's not gonna work, right? It's not a thing, you know. And then he made it. I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I think the Easy Brand by itself might be might be, might be valued at a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And I see people mm-hmm. who don't have it spend $500 on a pair of his shoes. So what impressed me most about Kanye and what I learned from him as an admitted hater at the beginning was that anybody could think you're crazy, but as long as you are confident in what you're doing, anything is possible. Yeah, like, like let's even touch on that, right? Like Kanye was a producer. He knew he wanted to be a rapper, yeah. right? But like, like people weren't looking at Kanye as a rapper. So going back to the original point of the podcast of like staying in your, not staying in your lane, like Kanye, you know, he was getting paid good money to be a producer. Kanye, like stay, like stay in your lane. Like we 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 got the rapping. Big bro got you. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, Kanye was like, nah, like we gonna get these bars off too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And imagine if he wouldn't have got those bars off. There's so many classics, so many albums that we wouldn't have had the opportunity um to benefit from. So it's like to Carter's point, an ingredient in the recipe is despite all odds. You have to believe in you. You almost have to have like this delusional optimism as an entrepreneur, right? A healthy delusional optimism, what which without context can seem like crazy. It's like, because if someone else can't see it, they're like, yo, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, bro, you're looking real crazy out here. Like he was on the Breakfast Club, all these podcasts talking about, you know, how much money he was in debt trying to, you know, take the Yeezy brands to the next level. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, like, the merchandise game, because y'all know I got a, a mer- the merchandise brand, the Melanin Money, and like it is a different game. You know, it's not digital products. Like you, it's inventory, it's SKUs, it's a less a totally different ball game. And so I can understand, like, I'm not on Kanye's level by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, you're just hoping like this black, brilliant, billionaire in the making slogan. You know, that was in my head. And I'm just like, okay, well, I think people are going to rock with it. You don't, you never know. You never know. You never know people going to rock with Melanin Millionaire. You don't, it just seems, it seems cool to you, but then you put it out there and you make this tangible product, just basically hoping and believing that what was inside of your head is going to translate and, um, you know, manifest into something that people actually want. So Kanye, I, I, I rock with Kanye a lot. Yeah. And I can appreciate your vulnerability, Carter, and saying that you were a, a hater in the beginning, because I think a lot of us do that. Like you see somebody and you're like, oh, yeah, they're doing that. But I could do that, too, if I wanted to. Like, oh, I could try that. I, I can make it work. And then it's like, OK, maybe you don't do it. Or in my case, like I'm not interested in creating a Yeezy type brand. But there's a lot of gems that I think I can take from his journey and from his persistence. So I would just encourage people to look for the lesson in everything. Look for the lesson in what Jay has done. Look for the lesson in what Kanye has done. And then I can resonate way more with Rihanna. Okay, let's get there. I, well, you this, know, this is my, this my favorite because she came out of nowhere. No way. I'm like, yo. What's going on, guys? George Achenpong here, founder and managing partner of CapitalWise. And CapitalWise is a boutique financial planning firm serving first generation millionaires. So uh, we only take on about 25 new clients a year. But if you are someone who is approaching or already making seven figures, but you're looking for somebody to coordinate your financial team, right? You know that there's a, a maybe a bookkeeper or a tax preparer, a tax planner, a financial advisor, an investment advisor, a CPA, like there's all these different people that are responsible for helping you achieve your financial goals. But it's like, 
you need somebody to help you coordinate all that. You need a strategy. You have all the pieces to the puzzle or you're trying to get those pieces together, but you're still concerned with how they all fit. Right. And that's the work that we do with our first generation millionaire clients at Capital Y. So, again, if you are um, closely approaching seven figures or you're already at seven figures and beyond in revenue um, as a business owner or income as an individual, then this process is probably right for you. So if you want to see if you're eligible to apply, click the link in the show notes or just go to capitalwise.co and check out our plan section and you'll learn a little bit more about what our process is all about. And if you're a great, great fit for us, we'd love to be your financial CEO to coordinate your entire financial team. What is happening, y'all? So go ahead, Jacqueline, please, as a woman, speak on wait, this. Wait, wait. I, I didn't see it coming. Okay, you didn't see the billionaire status coming? No, Fenty. I, I, that, that whole thing, it just threw me. I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was a real thing. It came yeah. out of nowhere, and she, she blew up quick. She, so, not only did she blow up, like... She she also like showed y'all like, look, I'm going to follow the bag. I'm not going to follow y'all's opinion. Everybody was like, Rihanna, when's the new album coming? We need like, I'm not like, listen, I'm not worried about that. She's not arguing like, with Beyonce who the best artist. In exactly. I'm not like, worried about that. I'm, I'm not going this right. real bag. Like y'all like y'all don't see it. Y'all don't understand. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in a real bag. Literally. Figuratively, do y'all know, do y'all know yeah. her story? I feel like unless we can speak to them real like one one to one that we don't really know. But do y'all know her background at all? Not, not at a high level. At a high, please, please. And yeah so she so right from the island from barbados her dad was actually like a drug and um like alcohol abuser so she came from a very hard background he ended up losing his job you know him and uh her mom got divorced because he was abusive so she came from this very very traumatic background and so Mm -hmm. I can't say that that's what really propelled her, but I think that that is part of it. So for those of you who didn't listen to um, episode two, we talked about uh, trauma. We Mm -hmm. talked about situations that we've been through and how to work through those things. So I feel like some of that trauma propelled her to reach her next level. But to the point of like, you didn't see it coming, Carter, I could definitely see that because I don't know how much time you spent in the cosmetology space. I'm going to assume close to none. But I have I have had the pleasure of partaking in YouTube videos that teach you how to do your hair and how to do your makeup. This is the Melanin Money Show. So speaking fully transparent, transparently, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to manage my natural hair. I always had to get it permed so that it was manageable. So when YouTubers came out and they started doing like hair tutorial videos i was all on there like oh this is how you do it i can do it this way so the Uh same thing happened with makeup i was like oh well you're just naturally going to end up watching some makeup tutorials as a woman so when kylie blew up with her makeup brand yeah another billion right so then when it came out that re had fenty i was like oh yeah she getting it back and to be honest i'm too busy over here trying to figure out what i'm doing so that i can get there to really be predicting who's going to be the next billionaire I'm trying to learn from y'all's lessons, but I know I'm going to stay in in my lane. (laughs) My lane hasn't branched out to beauty yet. So... Here we are with the she boy. Yet though, she said yet. Yeah, no, hey, look, because if you don't sell yourself short, Queen, don't do that. Go ahead. I said yet. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. you. Yeah. So that's that's millionaire makeup coming soon. Millionaire makeup. Let's get it. Stamp it. Boom. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's how I feel about her situation. What do y'all think? Nah, nah, I, I get that. I think what Rihanna demonstrated is that you have to be willing to ignore what people, the box that people want to put you in. The box that people want to put her in is where's your next album? Yeah. And that's I, that that box could be a jail if you don't see it coming. If you like don't see it coming. That box you know what I'm saying? 
And so you have to be willing to um, stay the course and, and see the vision that you see through, despite what people expect of you. Because what happens is people will start to like try to force you to move in the direction that they think you're supposed to move into. Like the things that make them feel good, the things that they you know want from you. Like they wanted new music from Ree. And Ree was like, I want bigger. And she was willing to temporarily, right? not appease those people to show them like, y'all, when y'all was pressing me for that album, well, this is what I was working on. And you gotta be, that's the lesson I, that I think we can all take away. Like right now, like in, in social media world, there there's this, this crave for relevancy and this perception that consistency is required. And I, and I think there's a season of that. But if we also think about our favorite shows or our favorite movies, there's sometimes years in between, you know what I'm saying? The next drop. But when it drop, that that it drops. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? So sometimes it's not, it's not always about just how can I just show up and check a box? Sometimes you got to double back and be like, all right, when I when I hit them next, I got to hit them. And I think what we can learn from her is just like, you know, when it's time to do what you're what you're supposed to do, like it's gonna be time. You don't have to worry about like people wondering where you're at and and why you haven't dropped the next album? Like, do what yeah. you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. So and, and I, I got an, I'm, let me cut in right here because I got, I got an analogy I want to give George. I gave it to him before. I don't know if he remembers. And then I'm gonna circle this all back. So the analogy goes like this: Sometimes you have to give up a stream to receive a waterfall. Period. Sometimes you have to give up a stream to receive to receive a waterfall. So Rihanna gave up a stream of income from music. She didn't put an album for years. She gave up a huge stream of her income, but. By doing that, she focused on her attention and received the waterfall, a billion dollar waterfall from yeah. her Fenty brand. So, guys, whoever's listening, don't be scared to give up a stream to receive a waterfall. And the second thing I let Jacqueline cut in is when we relaunched the Melanin Millionaire brand, I sent George a video. And that video was very simple by Rick Ross. He said, I don't want to worry about moving fast. I just want to move correctly, right? So when we had this relaunch and we had this rebrand, I didn't care about moving fast. I just wanted us to move correctly. And we now we see what the fruits of our labor is by being patient and moving correctly. So that's all I want to put in. Jack, can go ahead. Yeah, I think you're right. Moving correctly, part of that can be the time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making sure that you're moving at a certain pace. But I tweeted something I said, you don't have to flee uh, corporate America. Mm-hmm. But if you don't flee that thinking, it's going to keep you in a box forever. Mm. So. Okay. Cash drop. Cash drop. <laughs> to your point of giving up a stream for a waterfall, like for her to be able to make that pivot is amazing because everybody can't always make that pivot to something new. Mm-hmm. Or don't have the courage to, right? I think we all can. Yeah. We don't have the courage to. So I don't know if we want to do this, but I'm going to just go for two minutes on my personal story of like doing what people, did, you know, doing, getting out of my box. And it yeah, all the time. So like my box was being accountant, do taxes, do tax planning, whatever. I had a great income and a great business on doing what was in my lane. But then again, we talked about Beyonce having people around you, whether it's friends, relationship, family, whatever, to help uh, see more of you than you see in yourself is important. So when George threw the course thing at me, like say, man, you should build a course, you should build an ebook, you should build something digital so people could borrow your brain. It wasn't that I thought I couldn't do it. I thought it was out of my lane of possibility because other accountants are not doing what, what you know, it, it, doing what I'm doing in, in the digital space. So 
for me, once I learned that I can do what's outside of the box that I'm in, I never, ever want to put myself in a box again because I've taught myself that I can do um, things outside of what's in my box of normalcy, if that makes sense. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? And we're dynamic creatures, right? We're dynamic people. Like we have a variety of interests, things that, you know, that we care about. And as long as, again, you've kept the main thing, the main thing, and it's not detracting, you know, sample, have fun. Like you don't have to lead with everything from a mindset of monetization. I think that's the, I think that's where people get stuck. It's like, they can't connect the dots between me doing this and me getting a paycheck. Mm. Right. So they get, so they get stuck. Cause it's like, well, well, why would I do it? Right. But if it makes you happy, right. If it's, if it's fulfilling, give it a shot. But here's the, here's the crazy, crazy game on that though. If you do something because you enjoy it, you're going to do it more frequently. Anything that you do frequently, you get good at. Anything that you get good at, you ultimately are going to get paid for. You see the, see the crazy part about that? So that's why you have to be willing to just do those things. It's just like, I enjoy it because how like, yo, there's kids on YouTube who make millions of dollars streaming, playing video games. You follow what I'm saying? And so I think it's just so important to remember, like we all, this is the melon and money show. This might be literally, this might seem contradictory, but the reality is we want to make sure that it's not money that we care about. It's the fulfillment that you get from the things you do. And I give this analogy all the time. And if y'all haven't heard this, I'll be really surprised. But in my sales calls for my firm, one of the things I always tell our, my, the potential clients, I say, look, you know, if you walk into somebody's house and they have beautiful artwork, no one's talking about the hammer and the nails that they used to hang the pictures. No one, right? And and they probably aren't even talking about the artwork itself. They're talking about the feeling that they get when they walk in the room where the artwork is hung. Now, how does that translate to money, right? No one cares about IRA, you know, 401k. Like those are just IRS tax codes, right? Those are just vehicles. No one cares about how much money is in those accounts. What you really care about is that you've envisioned what your ideal life looks like and you understand that it takes fuel to get there, right? And so we just want to make sure that we put you guys in the right mind frame that, hey, money is cool. Like money is just a tool. Money is part of the intro on my last podcast. Money is like gas on a road trip, right? Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. <laughs> I love that. You're not going on a tour of gas stations. Jesus, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Bar, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, listen. And so I say all that to say, man, like, well, the reason why we like entertainers and athletes and all that stuff is because ultimately, if we look at just like, let's look at basketball, which will be a great pivot to LeBron James, right? They play a game that they enjoy for at least 18 years, right? Because I know there, there was a stint where you had to go to college for at least a year. Mm-hmm. So at least, was well, not, maybe not 18, she ain't playing at one, at least 15 years, right? They're probably playing a game with no guarantees, right? They just did the rule with the NCAA that you can you know, yeah, you know money. Yep, yep, get money yep. from your life, right? 15 years at least, right? Playing a game. Why? Like, yes, they deserve to get millions upon millions of dollars, right? To, to, to master that skill. You know what I'm saying? So do what you enjoy. Like, stop worrying about the check out the gate. Mm-hmm. The bag is going to find you. And, and, and Jack, I'm going to let you go. I'm, I'm going to give a quick analogy and it's all yours. Amateurs make money on the front end. Experts make money on the back end. Okay. And again, I'll say it again. Amateurs make money on the front end. Experts make money in the back end. So don't worry about getting paid at first. Become good. And I promise you money will follow. Go ahead, Jack. 
No, no, good point. So what I like to say about what you're saying, George, is you want to be able to make sure that you're creating impact, right? So even for athletes, they are creating impact. That's one of the biggest entertainment platforms that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got whole parties and seasons that are surrounded around these things because it's bringing joy to people's lives. That's the reality of it. You know, whether you think that teachers uh, should be paid as much as athletes, let's talk about, you know, some of the impact. So they are entertaining. And so if you think about your position, what you're doing, is it impacting people? Like, what are you bringing to the world? And so one exercise that I like to give people who are questioning their value or their expertise is to literally write down a list of 20 things that you bring of value. Mm. Think through that because it's going to be really hard for you to become an expert in your field Mm -hmm. um, if you can't write down 20 things of value that you bring. Yeah. Yeah. And and also ask other people, right? Like ask other people around you. Hey, like, like, because there's things that like, if we're being honest, like, even though my lane, my main lane is, is finance, my organic gift is marketing. You know, yes. so just like the like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like ideas just like seep out of my pores. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is what the name should be. This is what the, like, like, I, like, matter of fact, let's take about the, talk about this rebrand. So when we were like deciding to do this rebrand and like, you know, we got kind of like some insight from our marketing team, like, hey, you guys should probably do this. Within 48 hours, I came back to both of them and the whole shit was mapped out. <laughs> Like every month. On, on a weekend, on a, on a weekend, on a weekend at that. Yeah, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? And so I said that to say, like, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, yeah, like, it's okay. Like, that's like, that's kind of like your, your thing. Like, you're, you're good at that. And I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Which is why, like, I just talk about it organically. So just be, be okay with just like, again, having those things that like you just do organically well and then ask other people because they're going to, they, they, they don't, they don't gain anything by telling you anything other than the truth. Like, Hey, outside of what you know about me, like whatever, like when you think about like what I'm uniquely good at, like what comes to mind. Right. And other people are going to tell you, like, they're going to tell you things you might not even be thinking about. Yeah. yeah. It, that's it, that's it, a it, good point. The beauty I think, in that, go, 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 go ahead. What's the beauty? I no, I was like, the beauty in that is this, like when you're naturally good at something, you don't know how good you are because it's so easy to you. So that's why you have to ask people like, you know, hey, what do you think I'm good at? Because singers who sing really well, it's easy to them. Dancers who dance really well, it's easy to them. So they don't know that they have a gift. So the the, the curse about being blessed with talent is you not knowing you have it. So mm. you gotta ask around. You gotta ask around. Yes. Right. And I think that there's a difference between a gift and a skill set. So understand that your gift is what you are naturally born with. That's inherent to you, right? That's a gift. A skill set is what you build on top of that gift. Mm. So I am gifted to be wildly athletic. (laughs) And I have to build my skill set to cross up George and make Carter fall and break his ankles. Wow. I I can't wait till next time we get No, Kobe talks about that. He's like, you know, I was gifted, you know, with the game of basketball. But skill is different. Skill is putting in hours of work and determination and, and sweat equity. So we say all this to say, guys, like whatever your industry is, nursing, finance, you know, education, whatever, be a master at that. But never let people's title you put you into a jail. That's the only thing you can do because uh, when you tap into your greatness and the, the different outlets, you're able to make an impact on lives. And again, you know, as we talked about this whole time, impact means more than money than we can ever experience. So guys, I really yeah. want you all to take that point okay. away. Yeah, impact. Number one thing, impact is more important than anything. Yeah, right? for sure. 
Yeah, Impact is so important. And I've got one way that you guys can really quickly on the spot impact people. And that's by leaving a five-star review for this podcast. That's a okay. fact. So fact. Last five, fact one of our last five-star reviews read from KD13678. If you are KD13678, going back to the basketball analogies, mm-hmm. let's see, maybe Kevin Durant, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um might get that brush. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Come on, we speaking it into existence. Watch me get this podcast in front of KD, and all y'all gonna pay up. Right. I'm like, sorry, KD, I was just joking, man. I was just joking. But go ahead. This is the kind of transparency and truth we need in our ears. Simple and sweet. Simple and sweet. We love it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Hey, so look, guys, Carter's. You know, he got a salsa. I mean, he probably he might have already be late to it, but he he has a salsa class to get to. So we are gonna wrap this thing up, man. We um. We hope that this podcast was valuable. Um, if you enjoy being in this digital room with us, you know, listening to us, you know, I think podcast is one of the most intimate content platforms because like, it feels like we're literally talking to you. Um, we, we implore you to check out our community. Um, you know, we have the number one financial social network, the Melanin Millionaires Club. I mean, it's, I love it there. You know, it's great. We have aspiring Melanin Millionaires, you know, tapping in, pursuing. I mean, our classes are crazy. Um, you know, we just, we, we just can't wait to, to, to celebrate with you. So if you're looking for a community of people who are all marching in the same direction in their respective lanes, right. And, and being willing to branch out in those lanes and learn new things, we strongly encourage you to tap into the Melanin Millionaires Club. Um, you can join us at melanin, melaninmoney.com forward slash join. We would love to have you send us a DM on Instagram once you join so we can personally reach out to you and see how we can help you uh, get the most out of the community. So thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Remember, if you remember nothing else, become a master, but never be afraid to explore your heart's desires. Stay positive. We're here. Let's get y'all. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.